Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's sad boy season. Hello and welcome to Sad Bruce and Bruins. I'm Sad Cam, joined by Sad Chris and Sad Drew. Probably less sad, Drew, because Drew's sitting by a lake at least, so that's pretty neat. I uh, was, the, I was. This is the post-Game 7 elimination station. Uh, Bruins failing to get it done in Raleigh, North Carolina. Who could have seen it coming? It only happened the six games leading up to that. Uh, and that's the end of the season, folks. That's how the kind of up and down 2021-22 Bruins season is going to go. Obviously... There were a ton of questions going into this year with some big changes in the lineup. I feel like you have even more questions at the end of a season like that. Um, And I don't think it's like a total dumpster fire failure of a season for the Bruins. And I guess we'll get into that in just a second. But uh, there's definitely going to be some question marks this offseason. So plenty of things to kind of talk about looking forward. But first, uh, we're going to need probably several beverages to get through this one. So why don't we send it around the room? Chris is... Currently at 90 degrees to the floor, I guess. It's sad boy season here. I'm not drinking any alcohol because I got to drive from <laughs> Phoenix to San Diego as soon as the Celtics game is over. Um, since we can't have anything nice this year, I'm guessing that's not going to go well. But I'm hopeful. We'll see how that holds up in a little while. <laughs> the time this is released. Uh, Bumba Sloop, a.k.a. Drew. What you got going on over there? I got me myself a nice on-the-point Pilsner from Ford River Brewing Company. Wow, the light's bad. There you go. Um, from Ford River Brewing Company uh, in South Portland. So, Cam, shouts. Yep. Drink ability. Going to go at the uh, 28. And taste ability. Going to go with a... 35. Everybody say hi to hey, Izzy. Oh, cameo from Isabel. Well, oh. It's black for me now. Yeah, yeah I don't know why that Oh, goes. there we go. You put it in my cough. Oh, uh, you'll cough if I put that in your ear. Okay. All right, well. Thanks, thanks for joining us, though. <laughs> Special guest, Isabel. Um, almost got something out of her, but. Apparently, she was too worried about coughing, which I understand. 
Hey, allergy season is bad over here. It is. It is. I've been taking some allergy meds here. Uh, I got Coors Banquet. It's the coveted lager, apparently. I don't know. It's a nice little mix-up. I think I had it on here recently. Drinkability. Like 33. Definitely crush these. Uh, tasteability. Pretty high. I don't know. I like the, the Coors Banquet. It's a nice little... It still tastes Coorsy, but it's... Uh, it feels like a little maltier to me, but... Uh, tasteability, like a 16, pretty good for what it is. Um, all right, so the Toronto Maple Leafs falling in game seven. <laughs> no, um, I don't know, do you guys have any kind of instant reactions to the game seven loss? I know, obviously, after everybody, you know, after, after every season, there's people calling for heads and, and, you know, management, front office, all that. Um, do you have any kind of knee-jerk reactions? Do you think you're 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 kind of staying a little calmer, or what are the vibes like post Game Seven? I'm feeling okay. Yeah, it's a, I wasn't happy yesterday for sure, um, but you know I'm not going to start worrying too much until we start finding out what the roster is going to look like next year. Specifically, you know, kind of hinging on what Patrice Bergeron does. Um, if he decides to hang him up, then I'll start freaking out. But as of now, I feel like, all right, Bruins had a really good regular season, had a really nice hot streak. They're sitting pretty with one of the best defensemen in the league, uh, a really good young goalie um, who played pretty well during the playoffs. Yeah. Um, still got some of the best forwards in the league. Um, yeah, I think there's – there's obviously room for improvement, but I'm not going to start saying tear it down and clean house and fire everybody uh, because the Bruins ran up against a, a good team and took them to seven games. And, you know, whether you want to say the officiating was bad or not, like it's uh, either way, I feel like it's not a reason to be like the Bruins can't win with this roster. Yeah, I think Carolina. I, I, you know, obviously there was some officiating, especially those those first two games in Carolina. I thought I got a little bit better. Um, that wasn't great, like the one sided scrum calls and stuff. I'm still really confused about. But I think also at the end of the day, especially in five on five play, Carolina was the better team. And yeah, I don't think there's much shame that what you're getting at here is in losing to a team like Carolina. Like I, I think they're a very legitimate contender. I think they're the favorite out of the Metropolitan Division. Um, bracket and maybe out of the East. They're a team that is, I can kind of built for the playoffs. They're so stout defensively, as we saw. Um, they forecheck really well. Obviously, they're pretty deep with three, four lines that can still score on you. Apparently, four if Max Domi's having a hot night. Um, so, yeah, I don't think you have too much of a knee jerk reaction. I mean, I get, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of people are like, Oh, they got a fire, sweetie, and blah, blah blah, and they haven't won a cup, or they only got one and reached another one. And it's like I think you guys are kind of underrating how difficult this is. Like, even if you're good at your job, you're not going to win like most of the time. And like, yeah, they did get to a cup final three years ago. They were a period away, or you know, a game away from from winning that. So it's like I don't know. I kind of get the the eagerness to kind of like finish turning the corner because it's been lurking for a while with Bergeron, with Krejci, with Chara and Rask going back. So I kind of get the eagerness to want to like, all right, what's next and and dive into that. But I feel like when you still have Patrice Bergeron on your team, you don't, you just don't do that. You got to try to 
you know, get those extra depth pieces that were missing this year to, to help propel him to the top. And maybe it won't happen, but I don't, I don't feel like there's anything too drastic that needs to happen right now. Yeah, I really, I mean, yeah, if you lose Bergy, then you do have to find something at center for sure. I don't like where they're at at center. You really need all. to either way, yeah. <laughs> you really need to. Yeah, I, you know, I think with Berger on there, I think Coyle's going to be trying to be the, uh, they're going to try to make him the 2C of the future. Um, I think that was like all along the plan, and that's why they signed him to the contract they did. Yeah. Um, but then Krejci suddenly <laughs> retires, and um, and now you might have Bergeron going. But I don't want to dive too deep into the Bergeron shit yet, because I don't know. Yeah, I don't think you, you don't know what the fuck he's gonna do. But I think in terms of just like you know a first round exit, like I can, if you told me they would lose that series at the beginning, like I'd believe it. It wasn't like this team was stacked. This team was destined to go all the way. Uh, they're not like the Cal- the Colorado Avalanche. Um, I could totally see them getting knocked out the next round, um, though I would have liked how they matched up against either the Rangers or Pittsburgh. Um, but so I, I think it's, it's not like it's a failure of a season. I think they didn't get swept. Um, was big. I think that they showed some fight. It was just like it was encouraging at the end, and it was definitely a disappointing way to go out, especially because they fucking score with 20 seconds left with the with the goalie pulled, <laughs> and then almost my, do it again. Um, my evergreen tweet but, of I admire the Bruins' I mean, commitment to making this as painful as possible. From I believe I sent that in 2020. <laughs> just mm-hmm. every every I gave year. that a retweet. So like, I, I know it's not like unique to the hockey fan experience because only one team gets to win every year. And uh, recently it's been one team after you know, back to back. Um, but not every team always loses in such a heartbreaking fashion. I feel like Leafs pan- fans can can empathize yeah. like, to, to a much higher degree, of course. But I feel like the Bruins always like they make you give up faith entirely and then get you right back in yeah. and then make you give up faith entirely again on a more micro scale within the game and then get you right back in with 20 seconds left. And it's always just the most painful way. Like I think it, obviously you want to see the Bruins play well. You don't want them to get swept or anything like that, but it's definitely more painful to have to sit through seven games of, of that than it is to just like rip the bandaid off. I agree, but also it's like, and this year is kind of a reminder. It's like you get to the playoffs finally, and you're like, oh, my God, this could last, like, a week. <laughs> like, that could be it. We could be done with it next week. And, you know, we got at least a, two weeks out of it, which was nice. I mean, again, I, I actively during the game, I was like, fuck, this sucks. I don't know why I was looking forward to this. But then as soon as it's over, you're like, oh, damn, that was fun. Like, you know, so uh, at least you got – we had a chance. You know, we had some fun games three and four and even in game six. Obviously, it doesn't go our way in the end, but it's like, you know, he still had some moments of joy there that would have not existed otherwise had they been swept. But I, I am curious if there would have been, like, a different... I mean, we'll see what the reaction is from Bruins management, but if it would have been different had they been swept or something like that. But 
Uh, anyway, this is a quick episode, I know, so we're going to do a quick pause for a little talk about DraftKings Sportsbook. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 in any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. We can turn a small bet to a big payday during the NBA playoffs with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. You can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, total freeze freeze made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25. One leg doesn't hit. Down the DraftKings Sportsbook app, now use promo code TVPN, bet $5 any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets. If they do, that's promo code TVPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, minimum agent eligibility restrictions, flashing show notes for details. Wow. Probably you guys might want to know that. So. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah, good no, stuff to know. Yeah, for sure. I just I'm trying to commit it all to memory. Yeah, that was just off the top of my head. <laughs> it's pretty pretty chill how you can do that. Is that a fire truck? Yeah, they're after me. Ah, nice. <laughs> Dude, Drew's yeah. on fire. Drew's, Drew's I've been, I've been in the I've been in the back seat of too many cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna want to watch after that. Um, I think uh, Jeremy Swayman. Quick thing, I was pretty happy with the series. I mean, honestly, I was pretty, I was fairly happy with Omar's too. I hope people aren't like, oh, see, he's garbage or something. Like, I think. You know, I've been seeing a lot of people try. saying like if we had started the series with Swayman, like we would have won the series. Yeah. And, like who knows who knows if that's true, but I haven't seen a lot of it. Yeah. I uh, I think it was just like I don't know, they got hung out the drive of the defense a couple of times, some blown assignments up the middle, just I mean, they're not quite as, you know, the same defensive team when it's not the first round line on the ice, especially but even the second line and um yeah, I mean they gave, they gave a fair number of great A opportunities, and you know, obviously tip your cap to Carolina for that. But I feel like I feel like not being able to line match in uh, in away games yeah. was big. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. big time. Stall shut down Bergeron pretty well, and that's a third versus one matchup. So yeah, um, yeah, that'll happen. So uh, I think half of the goalies. Also yeah, obviously, but I, I did I think see. I was... t- oh, sorry. Go ahead, Drew. No, I was just gonna say. I think I've. I... I really am happy with Swayman and how he played. Um, he really showed that he has that. It's something he talked about. Uh, it was either when he was, like, drafted or when he, he came to the Bruins. But was, he was saying, you know, you have to forget about it. One shot at a time. If you let in a goal, you forget about it. And he showed that he could continue that mentality in the postseason, which is big. That's great experience for him because he is the guy of the future. Omar will be with us, and I think that's going to be a good tandem going forward. I think they can find something with that. But uh, it's ultimately going to be Swayman down the line. So it's just really good to see that he didn't have, like, a dismal performance or anything. He actually played quite fucking good uh, in, in most of those games. Hell yeah. Chris, what are you going to say before, too? Yeah. Oh, I saw I saw a tweet that uh, I think it was either Matt Porter or Scott McLaughlin who said, um, you know, for all that like ESPN announcers were saying about the Bergeron line getting shut down by by Stahl, like he posted like what the like Corsi percentages and the uh, like actual goals while like shots on goal and goals while on ice and like Bergeron line two to nothing <laughs> and yeah. in goals and like. 22 to 
nine or something in shots. So they didn't really get dominated as much as maybe the broadcast would have you think. Yeah, I think the only thing that was like really noticeable was Bergeron was not as dominant on the faceoffs, which yeah, is, you know, real tough on the power play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with the the issues the Bruins had setting up possession, that was important. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think as a as a line, obviously that it still felt like they were kind of buzzing. So. And it's always tough with the playoffs because like, you look back and you're like, oh, like guy had a shitty playoffs. It's at least four games maybe or five or six games. It's still a small sample size for a sport like hockey where there's, you know, Max Domi's putting up two in game seven for some fucking reason. So Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, anyway, it's going to be interesting to see what Carolina does. I think they're pretty legit. So I think uh, they'll yeah. probably beat whoever comes out of the Metro. We'll see if that game happens yeah. here. Yeah, I think uh, are you guys are gonna keep up with what's going on like in the NHL, right? Like, yeah, I'm yeah. not, I'm not like out on watching play hockey now. Yeah, the no, are gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially now that Toronto's out, I don't have to watch them. So that's, that's yeah, why it'll I be fun to <laughs> it'll be fun to root against Tampa. Um, yeah, sure the we'll Battle of Florida, dude, that's gonna be sick. Battle of Florida. Yeah, I, th- I think that um, that's looking like a good series. Um, I'm I'm interested to see what uh what Edmonton looks like in a second round playoff series. Yeah, me too actually. Yeah. Never seen that before. Uh I mean unless you're you're old enough to remember the uh Wayne Gretzky days. Yeah. Um who are you guys rooting for now? Um I I don't want Tony D'Angelo to win a cup at all, so not Carolina, but there's always that feeling of like if the team that beat you wins the cup, you can be like, huh, you know what? Maybe we were the second best team in the league, and we just got <laughs> bad luck of the draw. Um, no, but I think I mean I think Colorado is definitely a favorite, but rooting for it, it sucks because Minnesota's out, which is my like other kind of team in the West that I usually pay attention to. Z must be fucking beside himself. Um, <laughs> So I guess, like, maybe the Oilers, like, I feel like McDavid deserves some, like, you know, like, I got nothing against that franchise, really, and McDavid deserves to have some success, at least, like, I'm not, I don't know if he'll go all the way to the cup and everything, but, like, the, the Edmonton Oilers, it's been a fucking while, and for McDavid, he's waited a while. Um, patience pays off. So hopefully, I, I would like to see them go Western Conference Final or, or even represent the Cup if they can get by Colorado. Yeah, you guys know I'm a big Oilers guy, but it's hard for me to root for a team that has a Vander Kane on it. So I'm yeah, kinda, that's kind of off that train. And okay. you know, I, I think I've made my thoughts pretty clear about like rooting for teams that are the best teams to like reinforce good habits with NHL front offices. Like try to try to make your teams as good and fun as possible. So I'm going to be like a big proponent of the, uh, the abs and the, and the Panthers. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope we get that final. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause those are both teams that, you know, have tried to put together like good rosters with lots of highly skilled players. Speech. And don't seem to be caught up in trying to make themselves bigger and stronger and, you know, hit people harder during the playoffs. Um, and, you know, like if – I feel like under normal circumstances, if the Bruins hadn't played the the Lightning so much in the playoffs in the last couple of years and 
you know, had had that kind of rivalry, and I feel like I just don't like the Lightning anymore. Like I don't yeah, like any no, of the players no. on there. So it's, but under under normal circumstances, I feel like I would be rooting for a team like that. But yeah, they've had enough. Yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, honestly, players. Rangers, I wouldn't mind as like an underdog team. Oh no, wait. I know too many annoying Rangers fans, so that's gonna not. I think by the time this episode comes out, yeah, we'll done. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but Peng- okay, Penguins fine. Rangers game seven. Like, uh, if Rangers win, then honestly, like, I know it's original six, and I've never been really a New York fan at all. But, um, you know, root for the underdog. There are a lot of likable players on that team. That's yeah, exactly. Dude, of... like, uh, fucking Zucker. No, 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 Zabinajad. Sorry, I love Zabinajad. Um, Chris Kreider's cool. Yeah, Kreider's um, good. He, he like having having just like huge <laughs> Almost... scoring season out of nowhere. Almost uh, former Bruin. Yeah, <laughs> uh, classic. He Boston would have just guy. been a rental. He uh, Keandre Miller is a seems mm-hmm. like a good guy. Um, cool. Yeah, I mean, Igor is just taking yeah, just having like a hell of a season. Oh yeah, that's something. And that's punch, he for. punches racists too. Which is good. <laughs> yeah. Was that him or was that? Uh, no, that was Georgiev. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay, never mind. Where's Gorgiev at? Let's 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 have him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Just be um, like, hey, Gorgiev, you want to yeah, come on like, this random Bruins podcast? I feel like if everybody who was on the Rangers like was on another team, I'd be rooting for them. But like, mm-hmm. I just know way too many Rangers fans who are gonna like be annoying if they win. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess it sucks. I'm being sucks asked to one. help with a uh, a word puzzle. Yeah, I think we're uh, I think we're tying things up here anyway. Yeah, um, we didn't get any questions, did we? If so, we can just we'll answer do, them yeah. another time. We'll do, we'll do a, a like a off-season focused episode. I'm sure in the next week or two. So. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we could like preview what yeah. what we think, and then it can For just now, like not go that way at all, and then we can later be <laughs> like, awesome. oh yeah, no, yeah, this is how I think it will go. Like, all right, we need you to actually <laughs> say some good shit now. We're uh, often right. wrong. Until next time, which is. Go Celtics.